Welcome, everybody. This is Season 2, Episode 54 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Today, I'm going to be focused on that Iowa-Michigan basketball game. have a couple of other fun topics to talk about as well regarding the Iowa athletics. And get ready, this weekend, it's Hawkeye Wrestling, the Big Ten Championships. Will Tom Brands and the Hawkeyes be able to bring home another conference championship? It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a nail-biter, I think, and, and a ton of fun to watch. Well, let's go ahead and get started. The first topic that I wanted to cover today was from Jess, a comment Jess Settles made when he was calling a game recently, asking, is Keegan Murray the most talented basketball player that's worn the Hawkeye uniform in the last 20 years or 40 years? Really interesting question, I thought. And as soon as somebody brings a topic like that up, all you have to do is go to social media and see all the responses. What, what about B.J. Armstrong? What about Roy Marble? What about Devin Marble? Aaron White, Jared Utah, Luca Garza. Just start throwing all these names out there of other great Hawkeye players. But, you know, you go back 40 years, you're missing out on some unbelievable players that were prior to that Ronnie Lester, downtown Freddie Brown, just to name a couple of them. And there's been a heck of a lot of really good players. I named a lot of them just now, uh, but that's just, just a few. Kevin Gamble's another one I saw thrown out. But Kevin Gamble, you know, he, he didn't even start his junior year. He was incredible. His senior year had a nice pro career. Luca Garza broke, you know, he's the all-time leading scorer now. But when you're talking most talented player that the Hawkeyes have had, yeah, Keegan Murray just has to be at or very close to the top of that list. This kid is a sophomore at Iowa. And if he went back 20 years, he'd be playing four years. He would easily be the all-time leading scorer for the Hawkeyes if he was healthy. And, I mean, you don't see a player like him very often who grabs a rebound on the defensive end, turns, takes about five dribbles. He's all the way down the court goes right into the basket, lays it up, gets fouled, makes it, or flushes it, goes in for the dunk. It's amazing. Watching this guy play has just been such a treat. He's so smooth out there. I heard somebody say something about Grant Hill. Oh, what are some of the comparisons I've heard? I don't know. He's just a really smooth, smooth player out there and so talented. He's going to be a top 10 draft pick after this season, and I can't think of another Hawkeye, you know, Ricky Davis, he, he went pro after his freshman year, it was, it was unusual back at that time, but, you know, he, he just wanted to be a pro, and so he came to Iowa one year, and he had a heck of a, of a long career as well, so he'd be up there too, um, anyway, I just thought it was really interesting, but it just made me also appreciate even more what the Hawkeyes have now with Keegan Murray. Well, we're really fortunate as Hawkeye fans. We've seen a lot of really talented basketball players, and this team is is full of a lot of great players. Chris Murray next year, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops and grows. Same with Patrick McCaffrey and and these guards that are coming off the bench. Um, Perkins now who's starting, but just to see, hopefully these guys can continue to develop, and we're going to have a really fine team again next year. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit now and talk about Abdul Hodge. He was hired as 
the new tight ends coach for the University of Iowa. And Brian Ferentz was offensive coordinator, tight ends coach. And Brian is now going to be offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. It took a little bit for me to get on board with this. I had to <laughs> had to think through a lot of things. I was more thinking in lines of bringing in a quarterback guru to coach up those quarterbacks. But the more I've thought about this, the more it makes sense. You know, Brian's going to have to prove that it makes sense and that he's, you know, the guy that can get this done. But what I like about it is why was our offensive coordinator messing with tight ends? I mean, he needs to be working with the players that that are going to most impact that offense, and that's the quarterbacks. So if you have an offensive coordinator and he's splitting his time working with tight ends, I don't think that's providing you the bang for your buck that you need from that position. The offensive coordinator needs to be completely in sync with those quarterbacks, and they have to be on the same page for every game, every drive, every play. So, um, you know, the more I think about it, the more it makes a lot of sense to me. And like I said, Brian's just going to have to prove that, that he can get it done. And I'm hoping that that's also going to give him a little bit more authority on how those quarterbacks are going to operate and what plays that he wants to run, more run-pass options. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I'm glad to see something is happening, something is changing. And bringing in Abdul Hodge is a heck of a good thing. I just remember him when he played for the Hawkeyes he and Chad Greenway were just unbelievable. What a duo at linebacker. And he's going to bring recruiting. He's a great recruiter. He, he has brought a ton of players to South Dakota from Florida. So he has those Florida ties. I mean, I think Iowa's going to be big time in Florida again here pretty soon, like they were when he was playing. That's where the Hawkeyes got him. And... Liddell Betts has his Florida ties as well. This is this is a really good thing. And some people are saying, well, he's a linebacker, and he was the linebacker's coach. Well, he came into South Dakota, and their defense got better and better. So he was a positive impact there. But he's, a, he's just a coach. If you're a coach, you're a teacher, you can coach other positions. I mean, he spent his, his career in the NFL – in college covering tight ends. So he knows what to look for in tight ends. He's got Brian to lean on. It's I, it's just unbelievable. I think for recruiting, bringing in an unbelievable guy in the locker room, this is a really, really positive move by the Hawkeyes. So we'll see how it all plays out next season. Um, but that's it's really exciting. And the number of past Hawkeye players on this coaching staff now, I think it's five because you've got Liddell Betts. You've now got Abdul Hodge, Brian Ference, uh, LeVar Woods, someone I'm missing, but I think it's five now. So good news there. Oh, Kelvin Bell. Yeah, so it is five. So that's, that's really good. Uh, those guys know what it's like to be a Hawkeye, and they can talk it you know, when they're recruiting guys. So 
Really exciting move by the Hawkeyes. Abdul Hodge, welcome aboard. I have one more quick comment before we move on to basketball, and that is the Hawkeyes finally dipped into the transfer portal with tight end Steven Stilianos, a Virginia native who played at Lafayette College, 6'5", 250, immediately going to walk into the locker room and provide depth for the Hawkeyes. You know, the Hawkeyes have Sam Laporta. He is a heck of a tight end coming back for his senior year. Really excited to see what he can do next year. Luke Lachey has has been looking good. He's been playing quite a bit. And now bringing in Stilianos, this gives the Hawkeyes three really good, experienced tight ends. And you never know when someone's going to go down. Hopefully not. But uh, you've got that option now. And... Also, the Hawkeyes like to play three tight ends. They like to rotate. They like to play two tight ends a lot and three tight ends even at times. So really good move there by the Hawkeyes. Glad to see them finally get into the transfer portal. Well, let's shift gears and talk about that huge Hawkeye win, 82-71 to on the road at the Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor. This men's basketball team is just on fire. And shout-out to my buddy Juice who made it to the game, got to see the W. Way to bring it home. And Hawkeye Elvis was there. Of course, he's undefeated this year in road games, as he stated on social media. So just keep getting out there, Elvis, and keep bringing home the Ws. Huge win for NCAA seeding over another quad one team for the Hawkeyes. And this team is just red hot, keeps winning games, and winning by big margins. The last loss was at home to this Michigan team. And Iowa has now won eight of their last nine games. The Hawkeyes are averaging 87.5 points in the last eight games. That's the most of any Big Ten team over an eight-game stretch since 1995 when the Hawkeyes of 1995 scored about the same, 88.6 compared to 87.5, about a point more per game in an eight-game stretch. So this this team is just really firing on all cylinders. And the Hawkeyes are now 12-7 and in the Big Ten, tied for fourth place with one game left. 22 wins overall, matching the number of wins this team had last year. Who saw that coming with the players they lost? Luca Garza and Joe Wieskamp, namely. And if the Hawkeyes get a win on Sunday, it's going to be a tough one at Illinois, but it's a double bye in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. And they would get to rest until Friday, and then try to make a run to the championship. So first up before that, as I mentioned, you know, real tough game, road game in Illinois. The Illini with Kofi Coburn, kind of similar to that Michigan team, although more talented than Michigan, but the dominant big guy inside, and some really nifty guards that can score in multiple ways. Well, it felt great the way this game opened up. Jabo just ripped a three-pointer. And when he has that swagger and hitting threes, this team is really hard to beat. The Hawkeyes raced to a 22-8 lead to start the game. Chris Murray had been kind of absent in the first half of games lately. He was just fantastic on Thursday night. He shot four of six in the first half, had eight points in that half, and played some really good defense inside as well. Nice steals, blocks. And I just think the Hawkeyes were really focused on freshman Diabate for Michigan, who scored 28 points against the Hawkeyes in the first meeting. He was 0 of 5 with zero points in that first half. The Hawkeyes 
went to the break up 47-30 to with six Hawkeyes scoring four or more points. Iowa shot 60% from the field, 70% from three. Seven of ten in that first half. Iowa was just on fire. Michigan, just 37% from the field, 33% from three-point range in the first half. And Iowa out-rebounded Michigan 19-15. to And it was the Murray show all game. And in the first half, Keegan was 5 of 6, 3 of 3 from three-point range, 15 points. Chris, as I mentioned, 8 points, 4 of 6 shooting. Jabo, 3 of 4 from 3. Tony Perkins with 7 points. And he drilled one from long range as well. You figured Michigan wasn't going to roll over on senior night. And this is a team that needs some wins to make the NCAA tournament. It, it, it looked like the lead may be slipping away in that second half. And Michigan players just were unable to miss. They were so hot. J-Bo hit back-to-back threes that brought a 13-point lead for the Hawkeyes back up to 19. It looked like maybe the Hawkeyes were just going to run away at that point. But Michigan kept battling. At one point, they were 8 of 9 from the floor. They were 15 of 20 from the field to start that second half. 75% shooting to start the half, and the 19-point lead started slipping away. With five and a half minutes left, Michigan cut Iowa's lead to single digits after a three by Devontae Jones. Chris Murray then put on a clinic, scoring seven straight points for the Hawkeyes. Keegan had a huge three with 239 left in the game to bring the lead back to double digits from seven to ten points. And the Wolverines only scored two points in the final two minutes of the game. J-Bo hit free throws to ice the game, keep it out of reach for Michigan. After shooting 64% in that second half, Michigan ended at 50% from the field, 37% from three. The Hawkeyes had to keep playing great to fend them off in that second half. And the Hawkeyes did. They ended up shooting 53% from the field, 58% from three-point range, 11 of 19. And the Hawkeyes also shot 11 of 12 from the free-throw line and just four of eight for Michigan. The Hawkeyes did end up being out-rebounded in the game, but probably because Michigan rarely missed in that second half. And it was close, 29 to 31. Nine turnovers for the Hawkeyes to 13 for the Wolverines. Tony Perkins has been just fabulous of late, and the Hawkeyes have been the number three defensive team in the Big Ten since he was named starter. And Fran should get a lot of credit for that move, along with moving J-Bo to the point where he's more comfortable. He has that Jordan Bohan and swagger out there now. And boy, when he's hitting those threes, the Hawkeyes are tough to beat with the Murray brothers and other scoring options. Chris Murray's getting more minutes and really helping this team score in bunches. So kudos to Fran for that. Tony Perkins, 13 points on 5 of 10 shooting, 4 rebounds. He is a good defender. He's out there creating a lot of havoc for those opposing teams. And the Murrays, they were just unbelievable on Thursday night. Keegan, 7 of 9 shooting, 4 of 4 from 3, 23 points, 7 rebounds. So efficient, and 3 assists. He knows how to feed his brother Chris who had 19 points, a 9 of 11 shooting, 1 of 2 from 3, 6 rebounds. Jordan Bohannon, heck of a game from him, 5 of 7 from 3, 19 points, icing the game at the free throw line late. 
He looked like old J-Bo out there. Patrick McCaffrey, Robracha rounded out the scoring with four points. Kind of a shortened bench for Fran McCaffrey in this game. He played just nine guys and just eight minutes for Tucson, nine for Ulis. Chris Murray got 27 minutes in this game, and his brother Keegan played 36. Well, just another unbelievable performance by these Hawkeyes and a tough challenge on the road at Illinois on Sunday. I would love for this team to beat the Illini, and I believe they can do it. The way this team is playing, they're playing defense, they're rebounding, they're scoring at will, and I think they can do it. Uh, get that double bye for the Big Ten tournament. But regardless, this has been a heck of a run for the Hawkeyes. A lot of fun to watch. I am going to be tied up over the next week or so. So no podcast likely until the Big Ten tournament next weekend. What a fun time of year this is. I just saw, too, that the women beat Northwestern in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. So great job there. It's going to be fun to see what they can do. Big Ten wrestling this weekend in Lincoln, and then more action from Indy next weekend, and then March Madness. So it's a fun time of year. Let's keep it rolling, Hawkeyes. Get another road win in Champaign on Sunday. Go Hawks!